Hello, Stephen. Hello, Erica. We are not on the couch, and we have not just watched Doctor Who. No, sadly, we haven't watched Doctor Who. Have we even talked about it much today? Maybe not. No, no, I don't think we have, actually. What, what have we done today? Why, why, why are we doing this? What are we doing right now? <laughs> All the questions. What is this? We are currently in the car, yeah. which is why it probably doesn't sound as uh, pristine as it usually does. It's we don't, a car cast. It's a car cast. We are not on a fancy microphone. We are on Steven's iPhone. Yeah. and uh, like we used to do it. After all, that's how it all started. <laughs> yes, it is how it all started. Uh, for the first, I think, 12 episodes of Lazy Doctor Who, we recorded it on your phone. and then I, I think, actually, we, we went on the Yeti first. Um, yeah, we tried out like the uh, the the split for us, so one of us would sit on one way, on one and you know on the one on the other side. So much so that little behind the scenes inside baseball, the editing track on Adobe Audition, the track is still to this day, I think, labeled Yeti because that's how we did it in the very first episode. So yeah, Yeti. Wow. Yep. Well, you're the one that edits this. <laughs> edits. edits. <laughs> yeah. You put a sound at the beginning and the end. Yep. Uh, so, so you would know. Wow. Yep. Uh, that's, that's fun. And it sort of uh, leads in. It was a question nobody asked, but we are going to answer. <laughs> we're going to answer some questions that people did ask. Yeah. Uh, we put out a tweet uh, saying that we were, were taking a little car road trip thing. That's what we did today. It yes. is March 2nd. And exactly seven years ago today was the day that I landed in Canada. Yay! Yay! I'm glad you did. Uh, I'm glad I did too. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, we crossed the border in a minivan and I had to declare all of my possessions and all that kind of stuff. And they said, yeah, sure. We'll let you in. You can be a permanent resident because we trust this guy. Yep. I know. I was trustworthy enough to be. <laughs> and then like literally the next morning we had you with like a... Um, social insurance number so like you were set up like by 8 30 a.m eight on march the third you were ready and willing to work actually you weren't that willing at the time (laughs) no but you were you were able to work that's how that's how quickly we got you into the system yeah yeah he was like you need to get a job immediately and i was like okay fine so so yeah first thing first thing we went down to canada place uh but no it's it's interesting because this is exactly the same stretch of highway that we are traveling right now uh we we drove down from from home in edmonton to lake louise and banff and got out of the car briefly and looked around and had some beautiful mountain mountain air fresh air it was lovely uh, but really, the road trip, the uh, the journey is its own reward. As far as we are concerned, we are especially in in COVID times when this this is what amounts to a vacation: a road trip to the mountains and back, seldom leaving your car. Yep, yep, all in one day because we yep. didn't want to stay anywhere. Um, but it was a wonderful way to celebrate an anniversary. And uh, we haven't done a lazy Doctor Who in a while. I can't remember if I mentioned it the last time we did one. I don't think you did. You mentioned it on Verity a couple times. So why don't you inform the listeners why we've been so neglectful? <laughs> I have uh, developed something called costochondritis, which I had never heard of before I got it. But it turns out I know at least four people who have had it. So it's not as rare as I thought it was. Was, but it is an inflammation of the cartilage that connects your ribs to your sternum. And it's mostly annoying, like it hurts, but in more of an annoying way than an, oh my God, I'm dying sort of way. Um, but it makes it kind of hard to talk for long periods of time at any volume. And I have a lot of podcasts that I do. And even with cutting down on that quite a bit, it still has left a 
kind of a little too much for me most of the time. So I'm afraid Lazy Doctor Who has had to take a bit of a backseat because by the end of a day, I usually am not in the mood for talking anymore. But I'm giving it a shot today because I haven't had to talk all that much. We've been enjoying the scenery and listening to music and stuff. Look at my Twitter feed if you want to see what we're listening to. Yeah, and it has gotten a little bit better, mm-hmm. your, your chondritis. Yep. You know, to the point where we've where we thought about you uh, actually doing watching some more Doctor Who. Um, but, you know, playing the control video game has been another thing that you've done and doing puzzles. Is another, <laughs> neither of those take up much uh, oxygen to actually have to talk and, and thus hurt your chest. Yep. So hopefully soon, hopefully soon it will get better. It was supposed to last for a couple of weeks. It's been like four months now. So who the hell knows? But Anyway, let's let's get to your questions. So, first of all, thank you to everybody who sent us some questions on Twitter. Uh, we will do our best to answer a bunch of them. There were quite a few, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how long my chest holds out to be able to continue doing this. And my left arm, because guess what? The tables have turned. When we're sitting on the couch, Stephen holds the microphone and moves it back and forth. Right now, Stephen is driving the car, so I have his phone in my left hand. I'm right-handed. And uh, yeah, I have to move it back and forth. So eventually, I am going to feel the pain that Stephen feels on our usual episodes of Lazy Doctor Who. Not so easy now, is it? I've done this like, a hundred, how many episodes do we have? 200 and some? 200 and some episodes of Lazy Doctor Who. Me doing exactly what you're having to do right now. The shoe is on the other foot. The microphone is in the other hand. As the old saying goes. (laughs) Well, it's a new saying, but I'm making it a saying. All right. Question. uh, I'm not going to say number one. We're not going to number these. This is is a question from uh, the Hand of Fear. At at the Hand of Fear, I I guess. Of course, my Twitter thing doesn't show me the... Here we go. At the Hand of Fear. What Doctor Who content do you like to listen to on long car trips? Music, Big Finish, something else? I, you know, um, I'm trying to think. I mean, in honor of our anniversary, we never listened to anything uh, Doctor Who related today. But on the way to your mom dropping you off in Montana for me to pick you up like an illicit bag of goods to smuggle mm-hmm. you across the border, you listened to like a whole bunch of uh, Doctor Who. It wasn't Big Finish. It was all like missing episodes, wasn't it? Dalek's Master Plan and all that. Uh, there was also some big finish. We listened to a couple of Lucy Miller episodes, I believe. Ah, starring Sheridan Smith. <laughs> I asked to con- so you could confirm that. I don't know. I can't- How can I confirm that? I don't remember. It was a long time. It's starring Paul McGann. Yeah, it was seven years ago. Okay. Um, so I, I, I'm trying to think. I, the, the other time I, I think of um, listening to Doctor Who stuff is in 2015 when you, I, Simon Harry's, Warren Fry and, uh, and our friend Dan Smith, who was driving us, uh, went to Cardiff that day. Remember when we went to the Doctor Who experience? And we left at like 6 a.m. We had to like take a train out to the boonies, the boonies in, in London. And we, I drove from there. And I think because of who we all were in the car, obviously Doctor Who incidental music was going to be um, part of the rotation. And so we listened to that. But then we paused it because we had heard that Peter Capaldi was going to do a live radio hit. Uh, on BBC Radio, I remember. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah. And so, like, it just happened to be on the day that we were there, November the 5th, 2015, Guy Fox Day, and there was Peter Capaldi on, on the radio talking about Doctor Who. That made, it, that made me feel very close to the UK for the first time. Like, wow, I'm in here, the home of Doctor Who, which has been a dream all my life. And all of a sudden, Doctor Who is talking to me on the radio, <laughs> live. 
It's quite a moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have also listened to some other Big Finish in the car together. I want to say one of the times that we drove to the mountains, we listened to, I think maybe it was on the way home. We did uh, listen to something, didn't we? I don't remember what it was, though. Oh, we listened to Breaking Bubbles, written by Elizabeth Miles. That's right. We did. I don't remember that. Oh, I feel so bad. You should feel bad. You are you are bad, and you should feel bad. Well, I am. I am very sorry. <laughs> that's that's all I can remember, though. So it's it's usually incidental music. Um, oftentimes, like for instance, if I had the soundtrack to Majin Undead on me, obviously we'd be listening to the song <laughs> where Turlo and Hibbitson um, uh, steal the Brigadier's car and drive it and off the road eventually, of course. And that's the music we'd be listening to right now. I don't know how I feel about listening to the music of somebody driving off the road while we're driving. <laughs> and so forth you know how it goes oh i do know how it goes all right that was that was a good question that's very fun all right next uh is a question from ryan caps at grew the wanderer what doctor and companion would you most like to take a road trip with and what is the ideal destination hmm steven is thinking um i can this is easy for me okay uh my ideal doctor and companion is kind of always the fifth doctor and Nyssa because shut up don't laugh at me no it's fine that's your answer for literally everything <laughs> who would you want to ride out a pandemic with doctor and Nyssa who would you want to like live in a bomb shelter with for five years doctor and Nyssa so this is not surprising to me yeah well you're spending a bunch of time in close quarters the quarantine thing kind of similar to a road trip you know you're in a car for a long time and I feel like I would just get along with them the best we would have like there wouldn't be a lot of drama we would still have some fun if something went wrong I would feel like I was in fairly good hands yeah it would just it would be a good time I think and I feel like without the extra Adric or Turlo or Tegan energy Uh it would be just good times all the time it would be quiet, I feel. Like, if, if what you're looking for on a long road trip is, you know, the option of silence, I think those are the two that would do it. I think others, like Matt Smith's doctor, would be like, he'd be far too hyperactive. You'd, you'd have to entertain him. You'd have to dangle some car keys in front of him or something to keep him occupied or entertained for large portions of it. He'd probably try to jury-rig the car while we're going on the trip in order to sort of, like, make it more functional or something like that so yeah he would be the worst one i'm kind of in agreement with you actually because it would be like hey let i can now start to strike up a conversation with them uh but then it's like maybe we should just shut up and look at the mountains for a few minutes i think they'd be okay with that too so i'm i'm kind of in agreement with you you're right an adric would be boring in a way he'd be irritating in a way in a different way than he usually is and that he would like you know try to do mathematical calculations like based on the the angles of a mountain going you know like whoa what's what's the angle of the mountain uh, rising up out of the earth there uh, he'd be boring like that so i wouldn't want him there um yeah i, I actually i kind of agree with you fifth doctor and nissa all right so then you can join us and it will be all four of us and i think that would be fun plus it would i mean if we were on the same road trip i wouldn't like to think of getting five or six people in the same car because mm-hmm. then there would be two doctors and they would be squabbling right because that's what they do. Um, so, yeah, Fifth Doctor Nyssa. And that's it. Maybe Chameleon, actually, because he could, he could turn into stuff if we want. Like, yep. did anybody remember their Bluetooth speaker? Oh, no. That's Chameleon. He's here. 
chameleon, form of Bluetooth speaker, and then he would change it to it. Oh, this bottle isn't a twist-off. Chameleon, can you please be a bottle opener? And form of, I know, I've, I've turned him into a Wonder Twin, but uh, he is, and then he opens up the, the bottle, and then look at that. Yep. Yeah. Could you eat chameleon? No. Does he turn into digestible food? No. Okay. That's too bad, but... No, it's not. Okay. Stop, stop, stop with that right now. Do Next question. Next question. question. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, this one comes from uh, Scott Wyant at Zarbn, Zarin BK on Twitter. Right. Which aspect of the doctor that was well-established in the classic series, examples, telepathy, hypnosis, polarity switching, would you like to see revisited or expanded on in these new stories? Cricket. I want, I want the doctor to play cricket again. Because um, we saw Peter Davison play cricket, of course. We saw Tom Baker allude to cricket two or three times. Uh, or we will. If, you, if you're watching Lazy Doctor Who uh, in order and haven't seen the episodes past where we're, we've been watching, spoilers, cricket comes into it at some <laughs> point. Um, so I, I want the Doctor to play cricket again. We had sort of a flash of it with, uh, with the 11th Doctor playing soccer, football, to you in the UK. You know, I like I like the doctor being active in a sport, and maybe Jodie Whittaker has like a sport that she's good at, but she's like sort of kept away from her acting career, and she could, you know, work that in to the uh, her doctor. Like maybe she's really good at hacky sack. Like if that was the case, I'd say get make her do some hacky. Her and Yaz kicking the kicking the hacky sack around the TARDIS while they wait to land on on Thoros Beta or something like that. I think that'd be kind of fun. Sports. Sure, yeah. sports. Um, I, well, I can't say Gallifrey stuff because I love Gallifrey stuff, but now it's dead again. Spoilers well, if you're not watching the new series. Well, is it is it abilities that the doctor could do, or or like stick oh, to yeah. the rigid parameters right, of the right. question here? Yeah. Sorry, sorry, and I I'm not gonna lie. I tuned out a little bit during all that sports talk, so I forgot the original question. Are you? Here's here's. Uh, Oftentimes, well, it's okay. Sometimes Erica gets tired on the podcast. You might have listened over the years and, and noticed this. But other times when she's not tired and it's time for her to, go, her to go to sleep, I will dive into sports history and instantly she will begin to fall asleep. So this is not surprising. I apologize. That was neither the time nor the place. I should have waited a couple hours when we were close to home and then told you about sports and then you would have nodded off. It's possible. Well, I mean, better to have me nodding off than you, since you are the one who is driving. That's true. Yep. Okay. Aspect of the doctor, telepathy, hypnosis, polarity switching. I'm just trying to think if there is anything that I want to come back. I kind of like that the new doctors are their own thing. So I like when the show dips back into sort of plot things or characters come back, but I don't necessarily want the new doctors to be too much of an echo of previous doctors mm. like I can actually think more of more easily of things that I don't want to come back like I do not want a manipulative jerk doctor like the seventh doctor <laughs> to reappear uh, even though you know that's the kind of thing that we probably will show up again at some point and you know not to say that the new new series modern series doctors have not had some bit of manipulation because obviously that is that is in there too but um, yeah I'm trying to think is there anything I feel like there have been bits and pieces of my my favorite things that have already sort of come back. Like, you know, Peter Capaldi's doctor is a little bit weirder, a little bit grumpier, a little bit more yeah. 
I, I do, I mean, I like Jodie Whittaker and all that, but I do miss Peter Capaldi. And, I, you know, being, I, I'm wondering if being an old school fan as I am, and indeed as you are, we appreciated Peter Capaldi more, perhaps more so than some of our friends who are newer to the show. Um, because he was kind of grumpier, but he's always sort of been grumpy, and he wasn't grumpy when he was David Tennant or Matt Smith, really. Um, and he was a bit mopey when he's Christopher Eccleston. So to have a grumpy person as Doctor Who again was kind of refreshing because he kind of made it funny. You could kind of laugh at him a little bit. So I kind of like the Doctor being grumpy. He doesn't always have to be the sunny face of optimism. He can be the, or they can be the 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 butt of the joke by being grumpy when they shouldn't be. Yep. So, I f- but I feel like that's already been covered. So I don't necessarily need True. to see that again anytime very soon. Uh-huh. Right now, I'm quite enjoying the way that Jodie Whittaker is portraying the Doctor. So I guess I'm still good with that. I, I don't have a very good answer to this question. I, right. I apologize, Scott. Sports, probably sports. Probably, yeah, sure, sports. You agree with me on sports? Mm, okay, but can we make the uh, make it hockey, hockey. instead? Jodie Whittaker plays hockey. It would be field hockey, unfortunately, but be, sure, I'll take it. That's fine. I will take that. Field hockey is, is you can't spell field hockey without hockey, so <laughs> it's fine by me. It's true. Uh, don't get me started on how much I hated field hockey in gym class. I might cry. Um, okay, next question from uh, Stuart and C at MPT Skies on Twitter. Of all the eps you've watched for the podcast so far, do you have a favorite era or run of episodes? favorite run of oh boy <sighs> I want to cop out and just say the black and white era <laughs> the whole era all 253 <laughs> ep- for the most part those those are relatively new to you uh-huh. a lot of them especially the the missing episodes which you've never seen or heard before apart from maybe the odd one for for Verity before we started Lazy Doctor Who right yeah I had I, had, I don't even know if I had seen any of the uh, of the recons before that maybe I had but yeah, those were all new to me, as were a lot of them. So, I mean, maybe it's just, you know, recency bias and maybe it's just, you know, new shinies. But I was a little bit sad when the show went to color. I was like, this does not seem right. Because it started to become familiar. You know, you'd seen clips and you'd seen, no, oh, I know this character and that there. And then the pictures are moving. Uh, it was just a thing. And it was like the the old shiny, so to speak, was the new shiny for you because you hadn't seen or any like, you know, it was so much mystery in watching those recons. Like, this is why you enjoy the Space Pirates so much, I think, because no one else does <laughs> and no one else has really seen it. And so you were sort of like looking for good things to come out of it. Yep. Yeah. So honestly, like the recons the recon era <laughs> that's my favorite part i because as if you've been listening to the podcast regularly you know that i really enjoyed almost every single one of the recons yeah. a lot yeah i i enjoyed watching the recons with you because i had only seen them maybe three or four times before in the last like 10 years like they don't seem as familiar to me um so to watch them again through like you know new eyes so to speak that was exciting um, and I appreciated them a lot more. I felt I paid attention to them more. I I made the effort to track down better copies of them because I knew that whatever bad like twenty seventh generation VHS copies that I had weren't going to cut it for if we're going to watch it to do a podcast. So yeah, I like I like the recons and tying that into a, a smaller era. The John Wiles era has always been the one that fascinates me the most. Um, it's the one that goes from uh, basically most of season three um, because 
no telesnaps exist because they didn't commission them. So like there's a, there's a there's an air of mystery. A lot of the episodes are missing. We don't know what they look like. We know what they sound like, but that's only half the half the battle. I remember when the Gal- uh, Galaxy Four that episode of Galaxy Four came back, and it was like you know cameras were moving. You never think about cameras moving when you think about missing episodes because you're only focused on telesnaps and stuff. And so you you remember that oh right. There's like this is actual moving television that we're missing out on. So I quite enjoyed going through the Daleks uh, master plan, which is part of all that because we did it right. We watched an episode or two at a time and then let it sit a few days and then, you know, carried on after that. So it didn't seem like the epic five hour slog that some people, Deb Stanish, would uh, do (laughs) and thus it would affect her opinion on it for years, which it has. So yeah, I'd say I'd say also the recons, but also the the John Wiles era uh, would be my answer for that. Okay, good answer. All right, next question from Handwavium Podcast oh, at Handwavium on Twitter. We love lovely. We love that podcast. They are very lovely. All right, what's something you've seen on this show, or sorry, what you've seen on this rewatch? Um, that doesn't exist today and you'd like to see brought back. So this is a similar question to that previous one, but it's not limited to the doctor. It could be anything. Do you oh, have? so what? So a missing thing, like an actual missing thing, like one no. of the missing. No, episodes. something, something you've seen. Oh wait, no. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think that's what it is. Something right. you've seen. Um, I think there might be a typo in this tweet, which is a little confusing. So something you've seen on this rewatch that doesn't exist today and you'd like to see brought back so okay so that would probably i'm I'm honestly not sure if that's like what recon do you want brought back or what uh what thing in doctor who are they not doing anymore that you want to come back i think that we kind of answered that 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 one the the first time i think we'll go with the recons oh boy um i'm gonna leave one that i think you're gonna say to you uh I would. I mean, Evil of the Daleks is one that everyone wants back. I, Daleks Master Plan. I want the Daleks. I want all of it. I want all twelve episodes. I want that thing to come out as its own Blu-ray set, um, and it's brilliant. And I like the fact that three episodes exist and they shouldn't because all three were found in completely wild and different places. Um, so I feel like all nine, even the Feast of Stephen, are out there somewhere because that's the way the universe exists. They'll somehow look in the exact last place that you'll find. You know, search in the last place. Where do you think? I don't know. Uh, let's look up maybe the Tower of London. It'll be in there. Yes, look at that. We just found episode three. How about that? So they're, they're going to find all nine episodes somewhere um, and, and, and return Dalek's master plan to its former glory. So that's the one I want to see the most. All right. It looks. Um, it's possible that uh, Handwavium deleted and redid this, and I still have the deleted tweet here. My answer still stands. But uh, so in the here's here's possibly the redo. In, right. in the past, we've sometimes seen the Doctor return to planets, people, or alien ah. races, etc., from previous stories. What's something from the rewatch that you would like to see thirteen visit? So think about Jodie Whittaker's Doctor, okay. the Whittaker Doctor, and where you would like to see her perhaps go. I always. <laughs> I want to see the Monoptera again, only with good special effects. Oh, I have the Web Planet. Yep. Can you imagine going back to the Web Planet with prosthetics? That's the thing. You have to, no CG. I think it would be so cool to do a visit to the Web Planet again. And maybe you know, I have some CG in the background and stuff, but like the main creatures are all actual physical costumes and stuff. 
and I think that would be fascinating to see. At, don't make it six parts. Don't make it a long one. <laughs> make it one episode, one forty-five minute episode. But go back to the web planet and just see what like the, where the level of costumes and stuff in nineteen sixty-five to today. I think that would be quite fascinating. Yeah, I like your. I like that idea. I don't want all prosthetics and stuff. I want a lot of it, but I also want some, like, I want a combination of that and CG. Really? Yes. Um, in part, like, I mean, there's an awful lot of CG that's happening just on, you know, shows like Discovery and stuff. Like, so, to to take out the wig lines and, like, that's all that kind best. of stuff. That, that's what I mean by CG. I mean, you know, the base of it is a, like, you know, Jodie Whittaker isn't sitting there talking to a fully CG no. fly hovering in the sky. She's talking to a fly. They're butterflies. Butterflies. There could be other species on on Vortis that we discovered. I don't want them. I want the Monoptera. Okay, so the Monoptera are there, and they're all prosthetics and stuff. Like, they've done it. They've done it quite well with um, uh, Angelina Mohindra's uh, Scorpion Queen character on um, uh, uh, Nicola Tesla's Night of Terror. I thought it was a really good design. You know, I think they've done some really good costume and prosthetic designs. I just suspect that there was a lot of CG post-production that went into that, and that's why I want a little bit of both. That's what I like. Yeah, that's the kind of, you know, Mad Max is great because there's a lot of real effects in there, uh, but there's a lot of painting out and putting on other stuff in there to make it look good. But the the, the core of it, you know, Baby Yoda is a 100% physical prop, but I'm sure they've CG'd his eyes and his little ears perhaps wobble at a certain point too. But if it wasn't, for, if that prop wasn't physical to begin with, we would know and we wouldn't love him like we do. And so that's why I, th- I think what I'm saying here is the Monoptera have a, a chance, a very good chance of being Baby Yoda Mark II. <laughs> the next Baby Yoda, you heard it here first. Sure. Uh, okay, next. Um... Ooh, this is fun. Uh, not uh, This is from Catherine at Catherine underscore 67 on Twitter. Not Doctor Who related, but have you found any silver linings to the pandemic slash being in lockdown? Um, I had a Egypt video that I was, <laughs> that I went to Egypt in 2010 and I had sat on the footage for literally 10 years thinking, ah, I just... I don't know what to do with this video. I don't know how to make it and stuff. And I just felt bad. It was always a thing hanging over me. Uh, and then I finally says, you know, about six months into the lockdown pandemic, whatever, I finally got after it. And I finally finished it. And I felt empty ever since. Aww. Sometimes I like having a nice project gnawing at the back of my neck. Um, but it was nice. It was nice to finish. Uh, so I've, I've finished some and started some creative pursuits, I think. So that that's kind of been a bonus. It took a while. And it's okay if it takes a while. But um, I think that's been my silver lining is that I've sort of like managed to, you know, create more stuff, I think. Lucky you. (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't do that to brag. No, no, I know. I made made a vacation video and like three Lego stop motion videos and maybe that's about it. But still, it was enough. No, that's that is good. I was that's actually a very good answer. Um, I, I mean, for me, I think my silver lining is I really like working from home, um, and I've gotten to do quite a lot of that over the last year. So that is like I I can roll out of bed and walk from the bedroom to the living room desk and be ready for work 
in a matter of minutes as opposed to the long ass time it takes me to get up and get ready and walk all the way to work in you know minus 30 Fahrenheit weather <laughs> yep. and you know the all the time that it takes to put on the the boots and the coat and the hat and the balaclava and the gloves and like all that stuff I don't I don't have to do that so while I definitely want the pandemic to come to an end as soon as possible for everybody I don't look forward to going back to the office yeah my life hasn't changed much I work from home and I work at the hockey rink and basically I work at the hockey rink and I work from home and that's it. Like, I've, I've done more because more people have time to sit at home and record podcasts. And so, therefore, I get to edit them. Um, in that regards, the pure work life, my life hasn't actually changed that much. I've been lucky. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not looking forward to you struggling to get back to that sort of grind, whatever that may be. Oh, yeah. You're going to get real annoyed by me griping. Yeah, I'm going to hear it. I'm going to hear about it. You might have to go through it. I have to hear about it. <laughs> Who is worse off? Jeepers, criminy. All right, next question. Uh, this is from Bill Martin at BillMar1066 on Twitter. What? I like this. What random object spotted along the road today should Stephen Moffat have made into a big bad? <laughs> Uh, well, oddly enough, we just passed uh, on the side of the road like a layer of tire from one of those um, uh, big rigs that, uh, you know, drive by. Sometimes they just lose layers of tires when they get worn out. Um, and I'm thinking maybe that those layers get, like, <laughs> reignited by the nesting consciousness <laughs> and strangle truck drivers, I guess, who are, like, carrying valuable corn shipments to different parts of the world i don't know it's small time stakes it's literally the first thing that i thought of we didn't see any wildlife today we drove to banff and back and didn't see a we didn't see a deer we didn't see a moose i saw what was i think a fox possibly a coyote it was pretty far away so it was a little hard to tell that's true um so that's uh that's the only thing i can think of like what else did we see on the side of the road um oh actually here's a fun uh, we uh, on Trans Canada Highway, there's a bunch of uh, I think what are called wildlife corridors. So basically, overpasses for animals to walk across, so they don't have, they don't have to walk across the highway. They sort of route it up and, and, and they go over that. Yeah, like there's actual um, grass and and soil and earth and like some bushes and stuff like that. So it's it's not like walking over a bridge. It's like there's a continuation of the the woods or the prairie that goes over the highway to to get animals to go that way as opposed to trying to run across the highway yeah. where they will get smashed yeah and i'm thinking maybe if, if when a car drives through there or something it's actually goes to like a, to a different dimension or something it's actually a dimensional portal for some reason i don't know what the what the story is there moffat would have to come up with something um, so either dimensional portal or tire scraps that strangle people. That's what I've got. This is why we aren't writers on television shows, <laughs> I think. Uh, I, was th- I was thinking, well, we saw a lot of snow today. And then I was like, oh, no, wait, he did that. It was called the snowman. Called snowman, yeah. <laughs> the snowman. So, so there was that one. Uh, I mean, we saw mountains. Like, could he make a mountain an actual villain? He totally could he did that with like a sun slash planet thing in rings of actin well i mean that wasn't him i guess but no it was absolutely not him because he was busy working on day of the doctor um that'd be kind a of mountain. Cool. a mountain because that would be like the biggest villain there's ever been apart from that weird 
pumpkin sun and ring the Mackinton. Um, how would that work, I wonder? We don't have to come up with a plot, right? That's not a thing. It's not listed in this tweet, so I think we are we are safe to just say a mountain and then leave it at that. How British to have a Doctor Who story based on something that doesn't exist in Britain. <laughs> I know you think, that oh, we got Ben Nevis or something. It's like a thousand feet tall. Like, like I think Edmonton is like a thousand feet elevation and stuff. We're taller than like the tallest peak in the UK. You know nothing about mountains. So let's make a mountain be the main villain of a Doctor Who story. That might be a way to get Doctor Who to shoot in, like, Banff or something like that. Which is, uh, you know, they've, shot, they've come to the States a few times. I think maybe it's time for Doctor Who to shoot an episode in Canada. And why not shoot in the Rocky Mountains? Because that is one of the iconic features of Canada. So, um, yeah, mountain's a good one. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. Um... Next one is from... Oh, this is nice. Uh, I think this is... Is this the last one? It's good to know what the last one is before right. before we stop. and just scrolling all the way up. Yep. that This is the last one. And this is a good one because it might take a while if we decide to answer the entire question. Oh, boy. Okay. All right. If each doctor were a car, what car would they be? <laughs> and I'm going to point out that this is way more a you question than a me question because you are much more into cars than I am. Um, but let's just start with the first doctor. And I'm going to say a Model T. Model T. I'm going to go with Studebaker because that's what Fozzie was driving in the Muppet movie. Not the first Doctor, though. Studebakers are, like, the fun. Like, I think of Fozzie driving it and it being, like, a fun time. Like, a fun old Studebaker. I think maybe a Troughton, then. Yes. Yeah. So an old Model T or, like, one of those old ones that you have to crank. It's probably a Hartnell one. Um, Studebaker because it's it's kind of lost and rare. We don't get to drive them anymore, just like Patrick Troughton's episodes. Um, how can you not? How can it not be Bessie for Pertwee? Really, that is Pertwee. Okay, let's let's take Bessie off the table, though. Okay. Like I feel like that's a cheat. So I'm going to say a Jaguar. <gasps> what kind of Jaguar? I have no idea that there are different kinds of Jaguars. I'm just saying that is one where just the name and knowing to pronounce it Jaguar instead of Jaguar <laughs> is like it conveys a certain sense of sort of like clout and yeah. social level. And I just feel like that's very third doctorish. I think the Jaguar, 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 the one that Edward Woodward drives in the Equalizer, that four-door one, which is my favorite of all the Jaguars, um, that one would be kind of cool. Yeah, sure, whatever you say. Okay, uh, so then we're on to Tom Baker, which, like, it's got to be something kind of weird and off-kilter. I don't know cars well enough to be able to come up with anything, I don't like, think. Like, you know those, I don't know, if, did you ever watch Mr. Bean? Yes. You know that, that sort of nemesis that he had, that weird, I know it's a very common car in, in England in, in back in the day, that weird little three-wheeled car with one wheel in the front and two wheels in the back, and it was always, like, his nemesis. I, I can't go with that because it no. sounds little and cute and adorable, and that is not the fourth Doctor. Um, a Ford Escort, but except it's like dinged up or like souped. You know, there's some weird alterations done to it, so it looks completely like you know a dime a dozen. Literally the the most successful car in the world. Um, no, I'm gonna take that back. What about a Volkswagen Beetle? How about that? Speaking of the most popular car. It's yeah, that's that's not bad because you know? it's iconic. It's kind of bohemian a little bit. Yeah, it's got the engine in the back. Like, what the hell's going on with that? You know, and it comes in like lots of fun colors, like his scarf. There you go. And he had like a you know a big renaissance later on, mm-hmm. like Tom Baker did when he came back in Day of the Doctor. So yeah, we'll go with that. 
Okay, I, I support this. That's good. Um, so then we've got Peter Davison, Fifth Doctor. It's got to be a sensible sort of car. Sensible. I was going to say Volvo. Oh my, he's such a Volvo. <laughs> he, or a Saab. No? That's a tough That's a tough call. A like Volvo, either one. Volvo, like are we talking like mid-80s? Like I'm thinking the... I've, I've been thinking about the era in which these doctors have been doctors too. So I'm thinking of like, you know, the boxy but good Volvos. No, boxy but safe. Boxy but safe uh, early, uh, yep. early to mid-80s Volvos. Yeah, I think that's actually bang on. Okay, yeah. good. Yep, that's that's what I was thinking. Yay, I did a car thing. Yeah. Um, okay, so we've got the sixth doctor. Yeah. And this one, I think, might be all you. So, where was it? I think it was in Edmonton. I haven't seen it in quite a few years, but there used, used to be a Volkswagen Golf that I think someone customized in that... And maybe you could actually customize itself. I think they were called Jelly Bean. You could actually get different colored doors and other elements for your Volkswagen Golf. So there's a Volkswagen Golf, like maybe like a red body and had like a yellow door on one side and like a blue one in there. So it looked all sort of like multicolored jelly bean thing. And obviously that would match his coat. So I'm going to go with one of those jelly bean Volkswagen Golfs. I like it. That that totally works for me. Uh, Then we have the seventh doctor. I don't know. For this one just seems much tougher to me. Like, how do you pin this down? What, what do you base your decision on? Is there a personality trait? Is there something in his costume? What, how are you going to approach this? I'm curious. I think he is going to be a 1978, if they made him this long, Ford Pinto. (laughs) It's this weird looking little two, you know, two door car and stuff that looks okay. It's kind of odd and moves around a little bit, but here's the thing. If you back into it at a right angle, it'll explode the gas tank. And I just feel like here is this quirky little doctor, and he's just sort of like going around doing business. But then sometimes, as you say, he's like the minister of chaos, and he'll be scheming some dark scheme, mostly involving his companions or something, that will go off in his face, not unlike the gas tank of a 1978 Ford Pinto. I knew that Pintos exploded, so when I heard you say that, I was like, where is he going with this? Yeah. But no, I like it. Okay, go. good. Um, so then we have the Eighth Doctor, and I don't actually think this, but I just want to make a Chevy Nova joke because they had to stop selling those, I believe, in like Mexico because Nova means doesn't go. And sadly, the series did not get picked up after That's the TV the movie. That's the one. Yet, yet you could still see Chevy Novas elsewhere. That's the thing. Except the one. Yeah, so yeah, I like that. Chevy Nova, Eighth okay. Doctor. Yeah. Okay, but... Uh, for the sake of argument, let's let's also give him one that takes into account the fact that he was incredibly successful in Big Finish and is very suave and sexy right. and thoughtful and stuff. I want to go with the Volkswagen Garmin Gia then. Uh, wow, you are just like all about the Volkswagen agenda. What the heck? I don't know. I just like them. Uh, I remember I was driving, speaking of road trips, uh, I was driving to Anaheim in 2003. I was on a big road trip on my own. Um, and I was going to go to see Game 6 of the Stanley Cup Final. And on the way from where I was, where I was I camping near San Diego, and I drove to Anaheim. And on the way, I kept seeing all these Volkswagen Garmin Gias, these, like, 1960s sports cars. And I got to the pond in Anaheim, as the rink was known at the time, and next door was, like, the convention center, I think. And there was this Garmin Gia Festival all these collectors of this one particular brand of Volkswagen car were gathered. There wasn't a single Volkswagen Beetle in sight or a Golf, but the Garmin Gias were there. Um, so I always thought they were kind of cool and neat looking. And, uh, you know, you didn't hear much about them. 
but obviously there's like at least 500 people in the continental U.S. <laughs> who thought worthy enough of them to drive to Anaheim to show them off. And I feel like there are 500 like Paul McGann big finish audios sitting out there um, that, but no one really knows about apart from that one brief launch. So that that'd be my my call. Wow, uh, I'm gonna have to Google of Volkswagen Garmin Gia after yeah. this and find out what it looks like. Okay. Um, and I, th- I can't remember if I remembered to say who gave us this question. This was from Bob Phillips at Dr. Bob Phillips on Twitter, um, which I feel like now that we're moving into the modern doctors, good right. time for a little ad break for our questioner here. Um, so next is the war doctor. And right. I feel like, is it too ridiculous to just say a Jeep or a Humvee? I think a unit Jeep. I think a unit Land Rover. Land Rover. Because oh, okay. he just sort of rove the land to search for the barn in which he hauls the moment out. So I, I think particularly a unit one, just to keep it in the family, so to speak. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Land Rover. Also, you know, yes. Yeah. Common in Britain. That's, that's great. All right. Uh, ninth Doctor. And I feel like I'm going to struggle a little bit on the new series Doctors. Um, again, my knowledge of cars, not particularly great or deep. So... Right. You're th- I can see you thinking. I'm waiting for you to move your finger away from your mouth so, yeah. to tell me that you're ready. Well, I've mostly been going with, uh, you know, vintage automobiles. My, my personal favorite era of automobiles are the sensible automobiles of the mid to late 1980s, of course, like your Saabs, like your Opals. In, in the, I like the fact that the Opals existed in Germany but not in North America. As a kid, that fascinated me. Um, what would I, 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 I do have one for, for the 10th Doctor. Uh, uh, Let's not jump ahead. I know, uh, but I don't want to use it for, for this one because I know I'm trying to think of like sort of more modern automobiles. Um, I'm going to go with the Mini, the Morris Mini, because it's sort of like, you know, the original Mini was a classic and everyone loved it and they brought it back. And that's kind of what Eccleston and the Ninth Doctor is. He's the return of Doctor Who in many ways uh, in sort of like a new, more streamlined, but still with the, you know, the same sort of feel for the original, but but done in a much more exciting way. Yeah, that that totally works. It's bringing the old back and putting a leather jacket on it. So that's exactly what it is. That's all it is. When you you actually look at it, it's just like, wait a second. Take that leather jacket off that new mini. Ah, it's just an old one. It's just an old one. They fooled us. I paid so much money for that. I like it. Okay. So you said you already have one for the 10th Doctor. So go. Well, if if only because uh, I think it was on a commentary or a video diary that David Tennant was doing somewhere and over the years he said something about uh uh being a skoda owner uh and he says oh skoda out and proud he said um because skoda is a as a czech automobile maker um you will know the skoda logo from literally every single major international oh, yeah. hockey game ever played i do i do and now i can totally picture that right now yep skoda logo at center ice which is where i know skoda's from and of course there's always a car a skoda car on display behind the glass in international hockey games and apparently they're they're a popular sort of like entry level uh foreign automobiles in the uk uh i don't know the history of skoda in the uk do not at me, but uh, David Tennant was, or perhaps still is, a proud owner of a Skoda, so I'm going with that. 
Well, that's nice. I'm going to disagree on this one, sure, though. That's um, fine. As long as you have one. That's yeah, great. well, I mean, in this case, I'm not sticking to the era of when the show came out. Okay. You know, I know that we'd kind of been doing that a little bit, but uh, I'm not doing that now because I feel like the 10th Doctor needs something kind of flashy. And I don't feel like a Skoda is necessarily a flashy car. Okay. I feel like he needs something that's just a little bit more. And maybe, you know, like I'm thinking of uh, like the Idiot's Lantern and stuff. Like he, you know, was fine. Oh. Of, yeah, getting. So I. I don't know. I'm thinking like a 1964 Ford Galaxy. Oh, that's a big, that's probably a big car. It is a pretty big car. It's about the size of a Galaxy. That's what they call it. And the doctor travels the Galaxy. Okay. I can see that. I can totally see that. Yeah. Also, that was like, I think my dad had a 64 Ford Galaxy. We had a a picture of a magazine, um, magazine one, like ad on on the wall in her bathroom for a long time. Wow. So, yeah, that's, uh. What is my phone doing? Hang on. I'm trying to look at my Twitter and... Yeah, okay, fine. But go away. (laughs) (laughs) Strange things have popped up. All right, so that was the uh, the 10th Doctor. Now we've got the 11th Doctor. See, now this is where I would go for something that's a little bit more, like, adorable or quirky and cute but weird. Um... I kind of wish that they had like a re, like a remat like you know like we did with the Morris mini reissue of the Studebaker because uh, he is kind of Troughton um, reborn at least to begin with certainly in Matt Smith's eyes he sort of was very much yep. inspired by Patrick Troughton I'm kind of seeing New Beetle um, to him is that is that a wrong thing New Beetle no actually I was kind of like I had something sort of like that in my mind too so yeah we'll we'll go with that okay there we go twelfth um, Doctor then. Yeah, see, and this is another one that's kind of tricky because, uh, like, I feel like, in, as we talked about, in a lot of ways, he's he's a little bit of a throwback to the classic Doctors. Do we want to give him an older car, or do we want to give him... Oh, you know what? I just want to specify, right. for the 10th Doctor, yes, we're, I want to stick with this 1964 Ford Galaxy, okay. but I want it to be now. It's like an actual collector's item, oh, 64 Ford Galaxy. So like one owner, yeah. 10,000 kilometers on it stored in a garage since 1977 basically and it's like souped up and ready to go it's not like a rust bucket correct and it's not like it's not you know he hasn't gone back to 1972 this is this is now got okay i understand so that way we are sort of we can still sort of say we're sort of in the era that the doctor that the doctor happened so like what kind of newer car is <laughs> for, for PCAP here? Yeah. I want to say a, um, uh, for two or three years, Ford brought back the classic Thunderbird, except with new styling. You don't like that one at all? No, it's just very flashy and like, oh, I just, okay. I think Thunderbird and I'm like, mm, you know, muscle car. Yeah. I was thinking something more like, and I don't know what's, uh, the, what were the, the, was it a scion that were like the total box? Like the the twelfth doctor is yeah. ki- he's kind of a square. I see. Well, yeah, maybe a Toyota Rav. One of those like little. Oh no! I I the what with a weird wraparound window or something on the scion. Is that it or is? Mm, oh, I think you're thinking of something. I'm, I'm thinking of like a, or a cube. Is there a car called a cube that's actually a cube? I think there might be actually. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I can kind of see that. It's like this weird boxy square kind of thing. Um, that he probably calls the two discs or something like that very proudly. I and it's like, and it's like, you know, it's a th- like you understand what it is. It's a vehicle that goes on the road, but it's not 
it doesn't look like you expect it to look. Yeah. It is it is a bit of a surprise when you, you have to kind of do a double take because it's like, that's not the shape that cars are supposed to be these days. Uh-huh. Whereas, you know, that's not the way doctors are supposed to act these days. Mm. They're supposed to be more, you know, they're not supposed to have so many sharp edges. I like that. I like your reasoning on that. So the Scion unnamed cube vehicle is what we're going with. Yeah. Or, or if there is a cube seat, I don't, again, don't know enough about cars, so we can, we can figure it out. Okay. Um, and then we have Jodie Whittaker as 13 and I just want it to be something joyful. What's a joyful car? Joyful, but with a history. Joyful, but with a history. (laughs) Um, see, Matt Smith already took the Volkswagen, the new Volkswagen Beetle. Well, I mean, we could reassign that to her. Because I do feel like that's... That is kind of her car, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, And it's slightly feminine. You know, it's a first woman doctor. So I think that's important to have that. I don't know how it's feminine because it's round. I don't know. It's just just sort of like they used to sell them and they come with like flowers and stuff. I don't know. It just felt like a um, a more... Maybe it is a round car. (laughs) Do round cars make it feminine? Are there gender traits to cars? No, that is is ridiculous. But I I do support giving her the the new bug because it just it feels it feels like a fun car that you tootle around in which you know that is the kind of thing that could work for matt smith but i feel like he's got more weirdness and quirkiness okay i it's uh i have one for matt smith i i think i pointed this out to you on it might have been a sandbaggers uh those weird not the citroen 2cv or whatever one of the roll top uh thing on it that we saw a version of in battlefield or we will see it in late Doctor Who, Battlefield of the Special McCoy story. That weird one where, like, the it looks like the the second wheel. It's like a more of a full size car, but the back wheels are literally at the very end of the car, and they're just like they've just seemed so weird to me that I'm thinking that kind of car, that that weird sort of Citroen from like the late 1970s, is that car? That's Matt Smith to me. But again, it is a 1970s Citroen that somebody has kept yes. in their garage yeah. and has been like, you know, polished and souped up and it's got like, you know, maybe new in- leather interior or something like that. Mm. And uh, it's just, it's really fun, but also still really weird yeah. and old at heart. I mean, really, what is a, a time period to a doctor? <laughs> Any car is new to the doctor because it can travel in. Time. But not this one though, because this one has been in a garage for. I'm just saying, yeah, so like to. I understand, yeah. yeah, yeah. So like it's for those of you writing at home, <laughs> forming a spreadsheet as you're listening to this. That's the kind of car. But I also think that that sort of that aging of it is important because as young as Matt Smith was when he took the role, right. as has been said many times, he was very good at playing an old, old doctor. So I feel like a car that is in really good shape and looks like it's brand new, yeah. but is actually really, really has old bones. I think that is, yes. that is the way to go. Yeah. And the, the strange rear wheels and that sort of thing, you know, sure. Like that. I like it. Okay. We did it. We got cars for every single, every single doctor. Who. We did. How about that? Um, do we, well, I mean, every single Doctor Who, then do, there's the Valyard. No, there. no, we don't, li- no, <laughs> okay. we, don't, we don't have to do that. Right. We don't have to do them all. That's it. None of the pre Hartnells. Let's just stick with our, sorry, sorry, Joe Martin's Doctor. We don't know where to number you. So we can't put, we can't number you in a list. If we don't know where you arrive. So we don't know what kind of car you are. I'm sorry. What is, see, now I want to pick one for her though. Like okay. what is a, what is a really unexpected car that just showed up out of nowhere and, um, 
and it maybe didn't stick around that long. Is she a PT cruiser? They'll stuck around for a while, I guess. Yes. <laughs> They'll stuck around for a while. Um, I want to. Um, well, a car that that showed up came up out of nowhere and didn't stick around for a while is the Ford Edsel. It was one of the most <laughs> legendary bombs. I don't want to label that with it, no. but I think a lot of people look no. back and go, "Oh, an Edsel, sweet!" So, you know, it's become a bit of a thing now. You know, like it, why are we making fun of this car so much? Um, but I don't want to do that to her. Um, I can't think of any. If it's a short run car, uh, ah, got it. You know, what was a short run car. You know, when a car that didn't last very long but became iconic in its own right. A DeLorean. She is a DeLorean. That's what she is. Yeah, because it was a. It wasn't just a surprising car. It was a super effing cool car. Yeah. That is like super sweet. Yeah. Okay. We will totally give her the DeLorean. Plus, also known for time travel. Exactly. Taking it back. The Back of the Future stole it. We're stealing it back. Whatever. Doctor Who never had it in the first place. But. <laughs> wow, we did it. So we uh, thank you again to everybody who sent us questions. That was super fun. This is one of the longest, if not the longest, yeah. episode of, of Lazy Doctor Who. And uh, I hope the sound is okay. We did a little test. I don't think it's going to be great, but whatever. whatever. Listen, I am pleased with the uh, Ford Fusion Hybrid that we rented. Uh, Speaking of cars. Par- partially so that we could have a nice, quieter ride. Uh, we should have driven through the city. We'd be on battery power, and you wouldn't be able to hear a thing. But uh, thank you, listeners, because this got us from Airdrie to Red Deer, uh, and we never even noticed. So maybe we should somehow try to watch the first two episodes of The Mutants <laughs> from Red Deer to Edmonton and then record another podcast when we get home. No, I have to go to bed. This I have is going to drive. Be... I have to drive as well. More importantly, I have to keep my eyes on the road and drive. Yeah, sure, fine. But I need to go to bed as soon as we get home because this is late for me. I it's already eight forty-six p.m. Yeah. and we are still hours away from from Edmonton. Yeah. And I'm an old lady. <laughs> I would be thinking about bed right now if we were at home. Um, while we're still talking about cars yep. and thinking about the fact that we're in hybrid, I just want to point out that um, as far as the TARDIS goes. That's a Prius because... Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Go on. Tell. I, I still remember... Like, I remember when the Prius's Pri first came out, and it was, like, a big thing. And I remember being like, oh, wow, a hybrid car. That's a really cool idea. How neat. Um, part electric, part, part gas. And... I was reading like articles about it, which is totally a weird thing for me because I don't necessarily care about cars, as you can probably tell. But one of the first articles I read about it compared it to a TARDIS. And what year was it that the Priuses first came out? Oh, I don't know that. Uh, nine, early 20, I don't know, 2010, 20, I have no idea. Okay. No. Anyway, it was a time when I feel like, I feel like Doctor Who was not super in the U.S. zeitgeist at the time. Was it that? Like early mid-2000s maybe even? Like before the show came? You're going to look it up, aren't you? I am 100% going to look it up because I'm really curious right now. Well, I know that. Well, while you do that, I I, I, um, I remember because I've had my eye on a Prius for a while now because every time there's a car show here in Edmonton, here in Edmonton, when we are in Edmonton, um, I will go to the, see the Priuses to see, hey, let's let's see if the Prius is uh, 97. 97! Um, anyway, I, I would go see it at the Toyota uh, booth and sit in it and marvel at how much room there is. Like, headroom, and I look in the back of the car. It's like there's a seat, and then there's, like, the trunk or the hatchback area. And, like, you know, I'm a drummer. I have a big 
mid-70s Ludwig kit, which are is giant, full of giant drums. And I look at there and think, I could fit my whole drum set and then some in this supposedly tiny car. Yes, it's a TARDIS. It's bigger on the inside. Toyota Prius. Yep. So this article, yeah, so we determined it was 1997. Wow. Definitely a time when Doctor Who was not in the zeitgeist no. in the United States at all. And it was still like the, you know, the wilderness years when any mention of Doctor Who was like gold. And this article that I read about the Prius compared it to a TARDIS. It actually used the word TARDIS and said it was bigger on the inside. And I was just like, at that moment, I was like, I need one of these cars. Mom, will you please get a Prius? And she was tempted, but we never right. did because they're fairly expensive. Um, but anyway, so ever since then, I have always put a Prius next to a TARDIS in in my mind. And uh, and then later, I actually got to drive a Prius for, for work. It was the company car at a, a job I had a while back. And I got to drive it between Madison and Milwaukee, so some decent city and highway driving. And I really liked it, and I completely agreed. This one was not a hatchback, but still, inside, like, it just felt huge. We had four people that had to go back and forth quite often and all four of us fit very comfortably in in that prius so so yeah tardis equals prius yeah anyway thank you incomparable listeners and supporters for helping us fund our get steven and erica a new toyota prius fund um <laughs> uh, www.theincomparable.com slash members yes we're almost there we're out no we're not we're not almost there to get a new toyota prius we, we would need a lot more members. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, though, when it comes... And this ties, ties back to one of the earlier questions about the pandemic and stuff. I work from home. You work eight blocks from home. <laughs> we don't drive anywhere. <laughs> this is what's usually stopping us from getting a Prius. We'd have to feel... We'd feel compelled to use it. Otherwise, we'd drop 40 grand on the car yeah. to sit there and do nothing for most of the week. I just saw a falling star. I just saw a falling star. Oh, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, Erica. What a day. Wow. It's amazing. This yeah. is, yeah, this has been a really great day. And maybe if we had a Prius, we could take more trips like this. And because now our, our actual, our own car is Sally. Her name is Sally, uh, is, is old and doesn't go very far just for safety's sake. So yeah, so we rented this car and, uh, someday, someday it would be nice to have our own car that we could take to Banff on our own. On our own and do massive hour-long episodes of Lazy Doctor Who yep. uh, while not actually watching any Doctor Who. We could be that podcast. Assuming people actually asked us more questions and it's entirely possible that these are the only questions that anybody would ever be interested in asking us and we will never get any more. So the car cast, this might be the uh, the beginning and the end. Or the pilot episode. Everyone <laughs> says, when are you going to do another car cast? And maybe we'll just go out to the car. We'll just rent a car and just sit in it and just <laughs> sit in the car. Just where we, we watched an episode of Mutants, and now we're going to talk about it, but we're sitting in a car. I mean, basically, we're just ripping off Radio Free Scarrow's fluid links right now. Uh, we ripped off Verity's uh, ass Verity, so uh, everyone's ripping off someone here. Yep, basically. And, uh, yeah, Verity just wanted to be lazy, so we didn't, I don't think we directly ripped anybody off. We just said, what can we do? Um, yeah. But it was fun. Thank you for, for sending your questions in, though, folks. Was, this was fun. I hope you enjoyed uh, Obviously, your, your costochondritis is not affecting you today because we've been talking for like an hour. Yeah, and I'm actually doing, doing all right. Yeah. Although usually it doesn't hit until like an hour or two afterwards. So hopefully I'll be asleep by then and I won't notice. Yay. And if not, the Mutants Episode 1 coming up on Lazy Doctor Who on the Incomparable Network. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.